And welcome into the Locked On Raise Your Backs podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. And also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We are going to get into a lot of things today, and we're going to start with the Razorback baseball team and how over the weekend, down in College Station, they lost the series. They lost the series. They lost the division title outright. They are co-division champions, even though they will hold the tiebreaker over Mississippi State, but they finished uh, with the same SEC record. And Arkansas's regular season comes to an end after winning game one against A&M, but losing game two and game three by a final score of 6-2 to two and 6-1, to one, respectively. Arkansas finishes their regular season 40-15, and 20-10 in SEC play. And now it's on to Hoover. And then after that, we'll see exactly who they match up against in their Fayetteville Regional. So there's the setup of it all. Still feel strong about Arkansas getting a national seed. That was the main conversation. If Arkansas could just win one game against A&M, could they get a national seed? And according to the experts, we'll say, of college baseball, talking about guys like Kendall Rogers and Aaron Fitt, guys like that, they still feel like Arkansas is going to be a national seed. So no worries there. And uh, just we'll see how it plays out because now the season has officially started. It's postseason play. But looking back over this weekend, this is something I feel very strongly about because, let's be honest, sports are funny. Sports do funny things. It's hard to explain sometimes how sports can make sense. It's hard to explain Cinderella stories in college basketball in the NCAA tournament. It's hard to explain what happened to Arkansas in the College World Series finals last year. There's sometimes there's just things that are hard to explain, but the only explanation can be sports. Just the way sports are. And with Arkansas losing to Texas A&M over the weekend, I didn't take the approach of looking at the series and saying, you know, this is bad. In fact, I took the complete opposite approach. I'd look at it as this was the best thing that could happen to the Arkansas Razorback baseball team. Now, you're probably sitting there saying, how in the world can a team that loses to Texas A&M, of all teams, down in College Station, loses game two and game three, struggle to score against the Aggies? How in the world can you look at that and say it's a great thing for Arkansas? Well, it's because sports. Sports in the history and in the tradition, and since it's going back to the beginning of time when sports originally started, there have been times where a very humbling experience can change a team, can change an athlete, it can change an entire program like that. It's a humbling experience. Because in sports with the competitive nature, You're always going to feel like you have to be confident. You have to be competitive. And in some cases, you have to be a little cocky to know that you're the best in order for you to be the best. You have to have that mindset, if you will. And I think most teams always want to have that mindset. Even teams that aren't that good. Even teams that, like the Razorback football team last year, You know, you want them to have that mentality. Sometimes it's easier said than done. But that's the mentality you want from your team. It's not only to be great, but to know you're great. 
and to be confident in your greatness. That's what you want. But sometimes in sports, no matter how great you think you are, no matter how great you know you are, humbling experience hits you hard. You lose a game. You lose a player. You don't play well. You miss out on an opportunity, whatever it may be. Many things can happen in the grand scheme of things that can cause your team, your program, your whatever to fall, to have a setback. And it's never about how you act. It's how you react. It's how you use that opportunity to bounce back and to understand that even though a team like what we're talking about with Arkansas baseball is really good. Really good. I mean, for crying out loud, folks, they won 40 regular season games. That's incredible. They're a dadgum good team. And we all know it. But they lost over the weekend. They lost heading right into postseason play. You're hoping that this is this great team. You're hoping that this is their humbling experience. That this is their minor setback or a major comeback. There's a lot of times in sports where this happens, where a great team loses during the regular season, where a great team has some sort of setback that makes you scratch your head, that makes you concerned, that makes you worried, that maybe they're not as great as what you thought. Maybe they're not as great as what they thought. That becomes a legitimate concern for you. But folks, how many cases have you known in sports? And just just use it from the perspective of college sports, since that's what we mainly talk about here on the show, and that's mainly what you enjoy the most. Think about it from the college sports perspective. How many times have you seen great teams fall short during the regular season, but end up winning the championship anyways? Look at it from the other side of the coin. How many teams have you seen dominate the regular season? Obliterate their opponents in their competition. But fall short where it matters most. In the national championship game. Or maybe in postseason play that keeps them out of the national championship game. Happens all the time. You want a great example? Alabama football. This past year. Remember what they were doing in the regular season? Do you remember how badly they were beating opponents? It it was like they were toying with people. We're talking about good teams. They were toying with people. Their quarterback, Tua, did not throw a fourth quarter pass all season long because of how great they were. They never got hit with that experience. They never got hit with that adversity that most teams need to go through. And what happened in the national championship game? They got blown out. Like Clemson. Alabama was favored. Alabama was looked at as just being a team that was a force to be reckoned with. They were an unstoppable force, but they met the immovable object of Clemson, and the immovable object won. Not only won, but won big. Do you feel like if Alabama would have lost in the regular season, lost LSU, lost Mississippi State, lost to Georgia in the title game, whatever it was, and still got into the college football playoffs, do you feel like the outcome would have been the same? Maybe. Maybe it would have. Maybe Clemson was just that good. But to me, I look at it as a moment to where your team can get their focus and their minds back on track 
what really matters instead of getting ahead of themselves. If you want another example, look at college basketball. I'm trying to remember what year it was. I believe it was in 2014, 2015, the Kentucky Wildcats. They were on pace to go 40-0. and They were absolutely destroying opponents. They, they were Some people were already chalking them up to being one of the best college basketball teams of all time. They hadn't lost a game. It was incredible what they were doing. They make it to the Final Four. Great. But they lose to Wisconsin. Now, if they would have lost in the regular season or had a, maybe a more humbling experience, do you think that they would have won the national championship? Maybe. Maybe not. But I do know that there are more examples of teams being able to refocus and get their minds right after a humbling experience, after a setback, after a loss in the regular season. More so than there are the teams to just dominate all the way through. You're hoping that for Arkansas baseball, this is that moment. This is that experience. That loss against Texas A&M, you're hoping that right there is the turning point, is the adversity, is that humbling experience. And if it is, you're going to be in for a treat the rest of the way in postseason play. Time will tell. We'll see how this team does. But I know Dave Van Horn. I know this culture. I know what he is destined to be, and I know what this team is destined to do. And if them losing a regular season series at the end to Texas A&M is what's going to get their minds back right after dominating for a few SEC series in a row, if that's what's going to take for them to get right back on track, I'm all for it. Because, folks, dominant regular seasons don't give you jack unless you win it all. If Arkansas wins it all this year, no one will look back at that A&M series and say, well, it was all great that we won the national championship, but we lost that series. No. They won't look at it that way. I'm hoping that everybody looks at it the way of, hey, that Texas A&M series loss, that's what got us focused. That's what got us back. And that right there is what makes sports so great. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, folks, I, I do this every Monday after Game of Thrones, and uh, I kind of specifically uh, made time for this uh, to give a, a little longer of an explanation on this, which is funny because uh, it seems like, for at least from all your reactions and the discussions that you've been giving me or wanting me to have, has been really positive as far as me talking about Game of Thrones, which is appreciated because I didn't know how people would react or would care about it. But uh, either way, it's uh, it's fascinating. And I appreciate all the support, as always, and appreciate everyone uh, with their kind words about my reaction to Game of Thrones. And you've disagreed with it on, on most cases, and that's fine. Uh, I can understand that. And I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that I'm 100% right on these things because here's the main thing about it. We all enjoy different things. We all enjoy things that maybe other people don't enjoy. Some people enjoyed Game of Thrones in Season 8. Some people did not. And with the final episode happening yesterday, uh, the final episode ever, like this finale, it's over, it's done. The series is concluded. 
I got to tell you, folks, and I'm going to be honest about it, it. I was massively disappointed. I was massively disappointed with the overall season. I kept trying to hold out hope. I kept trying to be cautiously optimistic about what it could become. The what maybe there was some big twist. Like when was a big twist going to happen? That's kind of what I was hoping for and waiting on. Is that well? Okay, if you don't like it right now, it's not going the way people thought it would. But just hold on because there's going to be some big payout. There's going to be some big controversy or big twist that's just going to rock people's worlds. And it didn't happen at all. And again, spoiler alert, just to make sure everybody know. I think we're too far into it now. But just as a spoiler alert, it was not what I wanted it to be. It was not what anyone else really wanted it to be. It was a rushed, predictable, anticlimactic, very meh final season. And it's disappointing. I look back on the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones and I look at it as just pure, unadulterated incredibleness. The the writing, the pacing, the character development, the characters themselves, the plot twist, the just everything about it was just incredible. Arguably one of the greatest shows that there ever was and that there ever has been. Just knowing what it was and what it, and what it morphed into as the seasons went on, it, it was just incredible. And for it to end that the way it did, it just seems like the writers and everybody involved were just so adamant and so just locked into this fact of, "Hey, we've done all we can do. Let's just mail it in." We don't really know how this is going to end. We don't really know how to end it. George R. R. Martin hasn't written the books on how it ends, so we're just going to say, yeah. Let's go with fan service and, and give the people what they want. And I look at almost all the conclusions of the major characters, and I look at that and I am just flabbergasted that anyone thought it would be a good idea to end the show this way. To end the show this way. To end the show with the person who ends up on the Iron Throne, the, the what it was all about, ends up being Bran Stark. And he did nothing. I know he became the Three-Eyed Raven, but he just he didn't do anything. He just chilled. And like this final season, all he, he didn't do anything. And when... Tyrion was one that was as a prisoner that was trying to promote who was going to be the next king. He says Bran because he has the best story. Dude, look around. There are characters, just like all the ones you were talking to and towards the end of that show last night, that were had great stories. Great stories that were told over time. I mean, to me, Jon Snow has the greatest story there is. Sansa had a great story. Arya Stark had a great story. I mean, it was it, it was just weird. And you you give it to Bran because of the great story. Jon Snow kills Daenerys, which was predictable. And the way he did it was weird. And then the dragon doesn't really give two rips about it. He just blows up the Iron Throne for some reason and then flies away. 
and then Jon Snow is a prisoner, but then they're, oh, okay, well, the punishment that the Unsullied are, the only one that's going to be, they're going to be okay with is, you know, making it to where he goes to Castle Black to join the Night's Watch, even though the Night's Watch doesn't exist anymore. And then Jon Snow goes there and says, ah, screw this, and then just goes and leads the wildlings out and the free people among the north, north of the wall. Okay. So what was the point of the whole dynamic, the whole story of Jon Snow being the rightful heir to the throne when none of it mattered? It didn't matter. It didn't come into play once. The only time it kind of came into play is just when Daenerys found out about it and how she was threatened by it. But that was it. Like, like Jon Snow, nothing positive happened to him for that. And it just didn't make any sense. It was so rushed. It was so disappointing. And I am really disappointed in the writers. I'm really disappointed in everybody that was involved in this show that thought that this was the way it needed to end. I I just don't understand. How did you feel that this was the best that you could do? How did you feel like Cersei, that was the best you could do with the... Like, she made a million dollars an episode, all right? Like, the actress did. She made a million dollars an episode, Lena Haiti. She just looked from the window the entire season. That's all she did. Just looked from a window and then died. Because, like, rocks fell on her. What? That's the way she goes? Like, the person that's been behind it all that's been so evil for so long. She dies by rocks falling on her? I am just... I'm just upset, folks. And maybe I look too much into it. I should just enjoy it because it's a show. And I understand that. But I just, I can't, I can't be, I can't get behind that. I can't get behind it. I tried to be optimistic. I really did. I tried and tried and tried to hope for the best. And it didn't work out. It was just, to me, an epic failure all around. And and this is something I actually tweeted out. And I would suggest the rest of you to do this. And if you haven't seen Game of Thrones yet, and I just probably ruined it for you, but again, I gave you spoilers, that's on you. But if you ever have anybody you know who wants to watch Game of Thrones, who wants to you know start it up and hasn't watched it yet, or maybe they're midway through it or something like that, whatever it is, my advice to them, and you can tell them this, just watch the first seven seasons. Watch the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones. And then after that, after it's set up to where it's found out and officially announced by Bran when he's talking to Samwell Tarly that Jon Snow is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. When that when that's said and it ends there where they're heading to Winterfell and they're getting prepared for the White Walkers, all that, just end it there. And then, you know, imagine your own ending. Imagine that the way that you would like to see it end. And then go with that. Because to me, that's the best way to do it. That may be the only way to do it. At least the only way that I feel like it would be in a positive way. Because I was not satisfied. And I honestly was a lot more happier 
and a lot more excited about my my whole way of how I wanted it to end. You know, I wanted it to end. I guess there were some similarities I wanted it to end with, but it sounds weird, but I wanted it to end where the Battle of Winterfell killed almost all of my favorite characters. Not all of them, but almost all of them. Killed them all. Where, you know, it was a bigger battle and a bigger lead up to going down to King's Landing and fighting that battle. It's like it's weird because Daenerys had three dragons. One was killed by the White Walkers. Another one was killed by just having a bunch of boats and they were firing arrows at it. And the other one, like, they all see it's coming. And it just flies through and destroys everything and kills everything without even thinking twice. Just It was just bad writing. Bad writing all around. So think of your own ending, folks. Think of your own ending. If you And that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm just going to erase season eight. I'm not even going to uh, give it the time of day. And I'm just going to think of my own ending. And I'm going to be happy with it. That's fine. If you enjoyed it, that's fine. Again, if you liked it, great. I, I don't I don't mind. You, it's all about how you view it and how you are entertained by it. But my thoughts, it just could have been could have been so, so much better. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.